Hello and welcome back to another video on this channel. Today we're going to be discussing and continuing this series on Dostoevsky, especially the problem of Kirillov. As said in the last video, there are three different formulations of the problem of Kirillov. And instead of really arguing why anyone is particularly correct or anyone is the correct interpretation of Dostoevsky, what I'm kind of trying to do here is to just say, well, this problem can be, or the character Kirillov can be interpreted and formulated into three different arguments. And as a result, I'm going to put forward these three arguments, give you a few reasons for why I think it's possible that Dostoevsky and, and of course Nietzsche would support these arguments. And by thinking about this or by approaching it from this angle, you would be able to know more about Dostoevsky in general and also understand perhaps some of the different critiques that Nietzsche or Dostoevsky have of atheism and also these problems. And of course, you might be saying, why does Nietzsche critique atheism? But what I want to say is that he's not really critiquing the idea of atheism in general. He is just really critiquing the idea of how atheists kind of like to say that they're an atheist, but at the same time don't really live out the way that they're an atheist. They're kind of caught in this void, this this edge or, or this abyss of nihilism which you're staring into because because they're torn between the two ideals of God and no God and they're kind of trapped in between because they claim to be no God but they don't do anything about it and they just still live in the God and, and then they're basically living as a house without a foundation. So with that in mind, let us get into the second formulation of the problem of Kirillov, which is indeed the problem of Kirillov in regards to the attribute of godhood. And the attribute of godhood is indeed something that I have discussed in a previous video called the man-god or the god-man. You can check that up in the card above. Essentially in that video, to summarize it quite quickly because it is quite important for this video, is that the attribute of godhood is not necessarily it's the being's power. Power would not make something a god. While it would make something perhaps more godly or perhaps more powerful, for example, Zeus is perhaps more godly than Hermes because Zeus is more powerful than Hermes, both are gods, not because of their power, but rather because of other means. And the other means, as I demonstrate, is their narrative underpinning. It's the moral obligation that they bring, which elevates something, even a finite thing like Zeus or Hermes. These gods were finite, but what that's what elevates them up to the standard of God, it's because their actions, their commands have moral implications on humans and, and it's that moral intuition or that moral implications of these beings which makes them a God. And in the same way, humans can also become the man-God. They can strive towards the road to the man-God by, by really living out or living out that narrative structure in their lives and applying that narrative structure to their own lives. And that's what I think is the first principle of atheism, or that's of kind of the starting point of atheism. It's it's the idea, and especially the Nietzschean idea, of God is dead, must we not ourselves become gods to appear worthy of it? And that's seen in the very eloquent passage from The Gay Science, where Nietzsche gives the parable of the man-man, where you essentially see the man-man really going into the town and shouting, well, God is dead. What can we do to make ourselves appear worthy of this act? What can we do to make ourselves justified? What can we do to fill up this gap? And this idea is, is exactly, well, mirrored or found also in the works of demons of, of Dostoevsky. And, and we know that Nietzsche did indeed read demons. So there's perhaps a bit of a similarity between Nietzsche's man-man and Kirillov, where Kirillov himself also says, well, 
must we not ourselves become God? It's like a it's like a poor person who gains an inheritance but doesn't want to use it. In the same way, if man becomes an atheist, denies the existence of God, it would be absurd to not really follow those ideas to its conclusion. And in the same way, what Nietzsche is saying is that if God is dead, we have to create a new values because we can no longer use the theistic underpinning, the theistic moral narrative underpinning to apply to our current world. And that's essentially what Dostoevsky and Nietzsche are saying here. So with that in mind, what we do see is that the atheist, and this is where the problem of Kirillov comes in, is that the atheist who denies the existence of God then must create his own values. If he does not create his own values, then he is a theist. But by creating his own values, psychologically, of course not in a metaphysical sense, he has to become God for all intents and purposes. He has created his own values and has made himself an idol of himself. Instead of following or basing it on an objective, a transcendent moral code above him, what the atheist has to do is to make himself the, the moral code, that, that he is no longer part of this super super narrative which which everyone plays a part of everyone has an obligation to follow but rather he is his own obligation he is the top and the bottom of the hierarchy and when you accept that or when you realize it you soon start seeing a bit of the problem of sisyphus arising and sisyphus is essentially a character in greek mythology where he pushes the rock up the hill and then it rolls back down again he keeps on pushing it up for eternity, it's that cyclical nature. And essentially what we do see is that with God, you have a linear nature. It's not, not cyclical because there is a goal. There is something above you. There's something below you. You're rising up from the bottom to reach the top, the ideal, the beauty, that relationship with God. That is the ideal of, of Christianity. But then when you have man as a justification, man being the measure of all things, what you do see is that cyclical nature returns because not only do, does a man move towards a certain way, by, by getting rid of that structure where man has a higher ideal that he has to work towards, man justifies his existence, his good stuff, but also his negative aspects as well. Man doesn't only justify his, his strength, his valor, his beauty, his, his courage. It also emphasizes every single negative trait in him as well. What is also emphasized is his cowardice is his anger his hatred his his rudeness his 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 lust his his harmful and dangerous emotions these are what are emphasized as well you have man becoming the idol of himself and hence you reach that cycle that cycle of sisyphus you there is no longer a way to go beyond yourself because you justify yourself and you're caught in that cycle. And, and that's what I think is ultimately the problem of Dostoevsky, or I mean the problem of Kirillov in regards to human freedom. Because the moment man goes beyond God or becomes an atheist, he becomes God in a psychological sense. And that is perhaps why Kirillov, and this is one interpretation of Kirillov, I'm not necessarily saying this is the perfect one or the best one, this is perhaps why Kirillov actually commit suicide at the end of the day. And I'm not telling any atheists to kill themselves because that would be completely amiss with me. And I think that would be completely inaccurate to, to say the very least. But at the same time, I think what we do see is that Kirillov, and this ties into the moral problem of atheism, it's, or, and the free problem of atheism, which I'll be talking about in the next 
discussion about the problem of Kirillovs, is that when it's essentially that when man becomes an atheist, he becomes God and is and is psychologically in that sense still a theist. He is creating his own God, just as just as those in the past created their own God, he too has created his own God. So what can man do on both sides? The Christian and the atheist are just both as theistically minded as each other. No one says no one has ever escaped the the theory of God, the the creation, the act of creation, and as a result, out of self will, Kirillov kills himself to detach himself from that narrative, to be separated from the idea of the creation of values, which is seen in the Christian narrative and the and the atheist narrative. And I want to make it very clear that this entire video is purely psychological. It got nothing to do with the metaphysical implications of man becoming Yahweh or some omniscient being, because that's not essentially what's happening here. We are talking about psychological argument as psychological implications and also the things which surround that. Of course there is philosophy in there, however it's mainly a psychological problem, this idea of becoming a god to create value for yourself and as a result becoming a theist in that process, but just that the person you worship just is a bit different. Hello and thank you for tuning in to this podcast Dostoyevsky and Us. I hope you've enjoyed this listen and if you have make sure to give us a support by subscribing or following us. If you want more information or details, then make sure to like and subscribe or go check out my YouTube channel where I talk all things Dostoevsky, philosophy, Christianity. The channel's called Apologetics for All, and I hope you have a great one. Like always, stay safe, and I hope to see you soon. Thank you for listening, and God bless.